What's up, everybody? Uh, this is the Film Survivor Podcast that you are listening to, and I am your host, Tom Santilli. I appreciate you for joining me. Uh, we just got through episode three of Survivor, let's try this, Heroes, Healers, and Hustlers. All right, I've been been practicing on pronouncing that. So uh, we are, yeah, now three episodes in. Uh, I'm going to come at you here quick with a our exit interview. Uh, so there's going to be some spoilerish kind of things here, so if you have not watched the episode yet if you have not watched the episode episode three that is then you are going to want to pause this uh or come back to this podcast when you're ready to be spoiled so there you go there's your last spoiler warning and we're into it so yeah uh thank you guys for uh whoever follows me on realityt.com that's where you can find my written recap of survivor and uh uh, this podcast, of course, you know, I just kind of try to go through some of my thoughts on the episode, and then we'll be coming to you shortly with the exit interview with Patrick Bolton, who was voted off of the Hustlers tribe last night, becoming the third person to be voted out of the game. Um, can't say I was too surprised by it, although, you know, it was kind of what I was hoping for, so I was kind of happy about that, the fact that it was between him and Lauren, and uh, a lot of the episode kind of dealt with that, you know, which way you know, who would, you know, which side would things kind of fall into, and I think that Allie, uh, made the good choice, I think Ryan and Devin and Allie are obviously running the Hustlers tribe at this point, although it's all going to change next week when we have the tribe swap, but, um, yeah, we're looking at, uh, an episode that was basically full of love, it was all about, uh, relationships and showmances and, um, kind of seeing some relationship building, uh, mainly uh, the budding relationship between Cole and Jessica. Uh, can't say that I'm annoyed with them yet, which kind of bothers me, because <laughs> I, I hate watching showmances on TV, especially on Survivor. But uh, they're just too damn cute, you know. You, like, what what can you do at this point? You know, Jessica uh, talking about how she's a how she's a virgin, and she, you know kisses him on the cheek spontaneously and is all blushing over it like a little teenager you know and on the other side you have Cole you know kind of gushing at the, the same time and saying you know that uh it's her dream girl all these kinds of things so they're they're a cute couple but uh Jessica did see uh this episode that Cole might not be the ideal uh partner in the game of Survivor even if he is the ideal partner outside of the game uh Cole kind of showed his naivety in uh, telling the rest of the tribe about Joe's idol without even talking to Jessica about it first. Hopefully, Jessica did pull him aside and tell him why that wasn't a good move. Um, hopefully, she's not being totally submissive uh, in the relationship, and maybe we just didn't see that on camera. But you got to watch out for Cole. Could be a loose cannon. Of course, everything's going to change. Everything we know about the tribes right now doesn't really matter because heading into next week, it's all going to get flipped on its head. So ultimately, though, yeah, I mean, I like, too, that this episode had a really small moment at the beginning where we saw Chrissy and Ben again, you know, just kind of reestablishing that they're running the show over there. Uh, and, you know, for one, you know, I, I said this in the article, but, you know, to expand on it a little bit, you know, there's always... Every season of Survivor, there are characters, you know, that we get. And some of them are great for television, but you just know that they're going to have no chance at actually actually winning the game. So uh, I'm happy with this season, although I, from what I read, uh, people are kind of 
meh. They're kind of meh on this season so far through three episodes. But I'm with it. I think there's a lot of likable characters, but I think that there are, um, there's a handful of characters that you know they're never going to win the game. Uh, there's some that are really strategic that might have a shot, and then there's others that just don't have a game. And through three episodes, we've seen pretty much three players that were instantly identifiable as not really having much of a shot to win. You know, Katrina was eccentric and kind of crazy, and she was older than everybody. Um, not that these are anything bad, but as far as just how she fit into the game. Um, then you had Simone, who, you know, was, you know, afraid of bugs and, you know, wasn't going to really make it out there <laughs> in that regard. And then you have Patrick, who, again, who's kind of been portrayed as the buffoon, uh, the clown out there, so to speak. And he just, you know, wasn't going to be long for the game. So I like that they're shedding these kind of players early and instead of having like a Philip Shepard situation uh, emerge where, you know, they make it late into the game. So I like that we're kind of gearing it up to, you know, trimming the fat, so to speak, to get down to the people that are playing the game and who know the game and are, you know, into strategy. That's that's a survivor that I love. So on that note, um, that's pretty much what I thought of the episode. Uh, you can read more again at Reality T if you haven't already, but uh, I urge you to do that. So uh, let's get into the interview. This is uh, my interview with Patrick Bolton. We're going to talk about his experiences in the game and, of course, um, also some things. Uh, I'm going to ask him about his relationship with Allie outside of the game. Uh, there were some rumors that they knew each other uh, before the season started. So let's get into it. Here's my interview with Patrick. Yo, what's up, Tom? <laughs> Patrick, what's up, man? How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. Cool. So how, how, how was it um, watching all this unfold on television for you? It was uh, bringing back all the emotions uh, for me to relive that experience. I felt like I was, you know, at the competition yesterday, and I felt <laughs> like I was at Tribal Council again yesterday. Wow. Okay. Well, and and what what is that? Are you still feeling the same things? Like when we when we saw you leave last night, it looked obviously you were really hurt, really shocked, really blindsided. Are those still the same emotions that you were feeling uh, today or yesterday watching it? <laughs> So uh, definitely um, brings back the emotion as far as me being mad at them um, for their, you know, voting me off. No, I, I'm not mad at them. I, you know, I consider them my friends, and uh, I think they're great people. Uh, did they make a great decision in voting me off? Heck no, because <laughs> I should have gone to the next episode. Hey, yeah, so, um, you know. Uh, I I definitely am still frustrated, and then voting me off. But you know they you know they're all great people, and you know I like all of them. Do you think it was kind of portrayed last night that you know there are a number of factors into what you know made their decision um, to to keep Lauren over you? But um, do you feel like it was it, it all came down to that challenge and you not wanting to switch out of that challenge, or do you feel like yeah? I guess what do you kind of in your own head uh, sum it up to as to why they made the decision they made? You know, I don't think it came down to me losing that challenge. Yes, that probably played a factor. If Lauren had been the one throwing the sandbags the entire time and she lost the challenge, Lauren would have definitely gone home. Um, I should have switched out with Lauren, but, you know, being in the moment, it was an adrenaline rush for me. Mm -hmm. And they told me, hey, Patrick, we should switch out. We talked about this, you know, moments after it actually happened, and I told them, you know, guys, I didn't actually hear y'all. I was in the moment. We had decided I was throwing the sandbags, and so I was sticking to my guns and trying to finish my task. Uh, 
but you know, I think there were uh, you know a few factors as far as you know people saying I'm unpredictable. Lauren definitely got in Ryan's head and Devin's head, and uh, you know I don't think Devin was 100% for me as far as going in the game. Uh, he looked at Lauren as you know somebody that's just an easy take along and somebody that could you know, not impact his game negatively, where, you know, on the other hand, I could have, but, you know, I could have definitely positively affected each of their games as well. With the challenge, and just to be clear, so it wasn't like you were, um, you weren't really consciously kind of refusing to let other people take over. It was just you were in the moment and you were in competitive mode. I was for sure in the moment. And I definitely, if one of them had grabbed me and, you know, tried to make it more to my attention, Patrick left switch, I would have been happy and glad to switch. And honestly, now I wish I had because I think it could have possibly played um, a difference in my outcome as far as last night's tribal council. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was not something that I intend- intentionally said, no, I'm better than you guys. I'm not going to let y'all have an opportunity. That was not it at all. I just took what um, – what I thought was my obligation, and I and I finished it, and that was what I did. A lot was made to um, last week, you know, uh, in the exit interview with Simone. She kind of, you know, let everybody know that um, there was talk that you and uh, Allie knew each other, had a prior relationship, or knew each other from college. Um, can you clarify that too? How, how well did you guys know each other? Did you know each other? Um, all those kinds of things. So Allie and I definitely knew each other. Uh, so we ended up being neighbors in uh, college. So she lived about three or four houses up the street from me. And we've been to, you know, several parties together, mm-hmm. been to, you know, a rodeo event where we were there together for the entire day. So we weren't close, close friends, but we definitely were definitely close associates. And we would always say, hey, when we saw each other. So. Definitely um, should have played more of an advantage in both of our uh, games. But it just, you know, going in, we decided to play that low-key. Don't let anybody know where uh, we know each other because that definitely would negatively affect us if other people knew we knew each other off the game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, didn't didn't play it to my full advantage. And, you know, Allie didn't play it to her full advantage. But, you know, we, as you saw, she tried helping me uh, on this last episode. And just being like, hey, you know, you need to calm down. People are, you know, throwing your name around. You don't need to go home. So I appreciate Allie doing that, and, you know, she's uh, definitely still a friend to me. Did uh, How did Simone find out about it then? Did, did it eventually come out, even though you guys had planned not to talk about it? Did it eventually come out that you guys had known each other, or did uh, how did how did yeah. Simone end up That came out post-gameplay, so Simone oh, knew okay. nothing about that during the game. Okay. And okay. so, yeah, that was – we kept that totally under wraps, and uh, once I was voted off, Allie did um, tell Ryan and Lauren and Devin, but that was once I had been um, eliminated. That is pretty crazy, though, too, to think that, you know, how, how rare and how random it is to actually make the show and get on a show like Survivor, and then when you're there, when you first found out that you, would, you were going to be playing, not only playing the show with somebody that you knew from college, but you guys were on the same tribe together. Um, was there kind of a, mo- a private moment between you and Allie where you had to be like, holy crap, what's going on right now? Oh, definitely. We, we, we got there, you know, like, hey, it's crazy. Can't believe this happened. Um, let's keep this low key. Don't let anybody know that this is, uh, you know, 
part of our background. But to think about the odds of all the thousands of people that apply to be on Survivor, mm-hmm. yet two students that graduated from Auburn University could both be cast from the same season. <laughs> Not only were they both from Auburn University, they were neighbors. They knew each other, and they <laughs> end up on the same track. Like, you take those those stats and you think about the odds, the odds are slim to none. Sure. Did you I, know, ever, I know the lottery is a hard thing to win, but this, <laughs> this might be uh, right up there with it. <laughs> Did you think, you know, like other shows like Big Brother sometimes introduces weird, you know, themes like that where people secretly know each other in the house. Because you and Allie knew each other, was there ever a thought that maybe some of these other players were also connected? Never. You know, I didn't uh, – actually, I take that back. One time I, I, I did think uh, JP and his his connection really – I thought that they almost were like brother and sister. So. Okay. But, no, I, other than that, no, I never really thought that that could be a possibility. You know, that's a good thought going back. <laughs> but I think that maybe what if what if they – did that with everybody. They found almost someone to match and then see if that would be able to play out a secret. You know, that would be a cool twist to Survivor. That'd be pretty sweet. Put on 18, suppo- 18 supposable, supposed strangers, yet everybody knows somebody. We should get some kind of joint credit for that if, you know, if Jeff Prost is listening to this right now. Um, hopefully uh, they, they use this sometime down the road. That'd be sweet. That would be sweet. That would be an amazing uh, season <laughs> um, to watch. So I want to talk to you about just your overall depiction on the show. You know, last night, too, you know, we, we saw you mention Allie tried to help you. Um, you know, last night on the show, she kind of mentioned to you, you know, hey, you know, Patrick, you can't be walking out and searching for idols in, in plain sight. And, um, you know, you kind of have to tone it down a little bit. And your response was like, well, this is who I am, you know, and if I tone this down, then I might have issues connecting with people because, you know, this is my real personality. Um, was that uh, – were, were you depicted properly, do you feel like, um, through the first three episodes that we saw you? And uh, would you have been able to do what Ali would request? Had you stayed in the game, would you have been able to tone it down? Or was the Patrick we saw the Patrick we get? You know, I definitely could have toned it down some. Uh, I would say a lot of what people had seen and what they edited, you know, is pretty accurate. Now, there's some instances where, you are watching and you see me on uh, episode two. I'm jumping up and down. You know, is Patrick crazy? Is Patrick insane? <laughs> right. And, you know, you don't realize it, but if you watch, when I'm jumping up and down in the right side of the screen, everybody's sitting down like it's an audience because we're playing charades. And <laughs> I was acting out something. Yet they don't, they don't uh, show that I'm playing charades. They, um, you know. <laughs> Everybody just says I'm a wild man, wild sure. banshee. So <laughs> the, the Sun King cannot be stopped. <laughs> so there's some truth to it then. So, so there's the, the seed of truth is there that you you, you are kind of an outgoing person, um, you know, kind of go- sure. goofy and stuff like that. But the, the, they were obviously on the show um, finding clips at certain points to kind of uh, go into that narrative. Yeah, they definitely uh, fit fit the narrative to make it more – uh, real for everyone watching, but uh, you know I had several friends, um, you know from high school, from college, emailing or calling me and saying, you know, I wouldn't expect anything uh, less of you, and saying, you know, this is what I, this is, you know, who you are. So 
I definitely uh, take it for what it is, and you know, I think it's I think it's very humorous um, going and watching and seeing how I am edited. But again, some of it was a little bit extra as far as uh, proving the point of how unpredictable and um, wild banshee like I was. How um, much did you know out there? You know, it sh- it shows on TV that Ryan and Devin kind of have this secret power alliance going on. Did, did, were you aware of that? How close they were out in the game at all? I was not aware of the the closeness in the relationship. I thought I was close with Ryan, and I thought that uh, since I was close with Ryan, I would I was also close with Devin. I mean, we had a boys' alliance mm-hmm. on the first uh, first when we landed on the beach. Hey, let's not let this um, let's not let this get behind us, and let's not let any of the girls vote us off because then we'll be in a uh, minority. So I thought we had uh, made that alliance. I thought it was sticking true. And I, you know, I counted on Allie's vote uh, to secure me, and you know, I thought I was good. But you know, if I had been able to read more into the relationship, I would have played the game differently for sure. Who were you stung by the most? You know, when you were blindsided, um, was there one? Were you equally, you know, mad at uh, Allie, Ryan, and Devin? Or was there one person that you were more betrayed by than others? I was most betrayed by. Ryan and Allie, Allie and Ryan, you know, each of them uh, both shocked me so much. And, you know, Devin, um, we didn't talk as much, but I still thought I had a client. But, you know, Allie, I thought for sure she would let me know before I'm going home. And, you know, it probably was best that she didn't. I may have, you know, blown up her game if she had, and that would not have helped her out. Mm -hmm. But uh, Ryan, before... It, you know, it wasn't shown. I'm looking for the idol uh, right after the challenge is over, and Ryan comes and finds me. He says, you know, hey, you know, I see you're looking for the idol. You don't have anything to worry about. And, you know, about 30 seconds of conversation, um, pretty much confirming that he is with me and not against me and that Lauren is going home. And, you know, he did that with such honesty and such conviction that I didn't have a doubt in my mind mm. that I was going home. Like I thought for sure Lauren's going home and there's no chances that <laughs> I, and it's totally the wrong. I, I totally read that wrong. Uh, now for what it's worth too, you, you tried it. Look, you know, there was a scene where you went out and, you know, even though Lauren was the person you were going to vote out, it did appear that you were still trying to, um, you know, talk with her or foster some kind of a friendship with her or something um, when you went out to her in the water, but it kind of struck her the wrong way. You know, she kept mentioning how you were just smiling and things like that. Um, wh- what were your take on Lauren? Why couldn't the two of you, uh, why wasn't there anything you guys could connect on? You know, we should have connected and, you know, it was just a poor game playing on my end. I should have been able to find some common connection that we would have been able to talk about fishing being a particular one. You know, I've, from Alabama, I've been fishing so many times, and you know our personalities just didn't line up. And I thought there was no chances that other people would want to to take her along. And so I just thought, well, I'm good. Why do I need to cultivate this relationship? I more or less just wanted to, you know, hang out with her and you know just be in that moment with her mm-hmm. uh, as the, the ocean. And I should have come out there with some thoughts in mind and really, you know, came at her with, hey, let's vote out Ryan, at least giving her the thought that I wanted to work with her, 
because she left that moment, you know, really frustrated with me, and I don't think that that helped out either. You know, I, I should have definitely had something more uh, concrete in mind, so I wouldn't be the one getting voted out. Well, hey, Patrick, my time's up, man, um, but it was good talking to you. Sorry to see you go. Uh, best of luck to you uh, moving forward here. Hey, well, Tom with Reality T. Uh, hey, um, and if uh, you know anybody that needs uh, moving assistance, Bolt Movers will help them. <laughs> All right, man. Where can they find that? Boltmovers.com. All right, perfect. For the best. So that'll do it. Uh, that was my interview with Patrick. And uh, we're now officially through Episode 3 and on our way to Episode 4, where it looks like everything is going to change next week. Drop your buffs. Uh, we have a tribe swap coming. We have 15 players left in this game, so we can pretty much assume that we're going to still have three tribes with uh, five players on each tribe um, next week. It's going to get shuffled every time that we see this. It really saves a couple people and benefits a couple people, and then it obviously really hurts and uh destroys a couple other people so it'll be interesting to see how things flip on their head uh, which alliances are able to stay together and also kind of the repercussions of uh, what will happen with Joe's idol uh, you know now that basically that entire healer tribe knew about it um, it'll be interesting to see if Joe ends up on a tribe with some of those people that will leak that information even further uh, and to just see how all these showmances pan out but that'll, that'll be next week, um, so I urge you to check that out. Uh, you can also find my movie reviews. As you know, I'm a film critic for Access.com. Uh, all my movie reviews uh, and my Survivor coverage, uh, the best way to get all that is on Twitter by following me at Tom Santilli. You can go to my website, TomSantilli.com. And uh, if you're in the Detroit area, you can watch me uh, every Friday at 6.30 and again on Saturday morning at 9.30 on the half-hour TV show, Critically Speaking. That show, by the way, can also be found online on our Facebook page if you just uh, look for Critically Speaking. That's Lee, like L-E-E. The host of the show is Lee Thomas, so it's Critically Speaking. Uh, Look for that, and you can watch full episodes as well as our exclusive uh, Facebook after shows um, on Facebook. So there you have it. That'll do it for this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Check out my past podcasts. uh, Check out my stuff, and uh, tune in next week to Survivor. Don't give up on this season, guys. I hear it's supposed to be a great one and a great finish. So uh, let's keep going with it, all right? We'll talk to you all later. Thank you very much.